Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, as we get comfortable in this new year and we take a look back at how the Texas restaurant industry did in 2022 and what to look forward to in this new year on today's Ask the Expert, Dr. Emily Williams-Knight, president and CEO of the Texas Restaurant Association, joins us in the KRLD Zoom room. And it's nice to uh, catch up with you, Emily, and and get you know to know about uh, how we did, it, especially in Q4, because uh, it seems like the hustle and bustle was back for the holiday season for sure. And just wondering how how things rounded out on your end. It was really a good holiday, right? There's a lot of concern over increasing pressure on consumers and their ability to go out and spend. Uh, But we certainly saw a little bit of a shift nationally and here in Texas of people investing in maybe goods and moving it to services. So moving that money towards experiences. And so I think for restaurants in general, traffic was up, which was very positive. Events have returned. That's also incredibly positive. I think what the story that doesn't come out as much is sort of what are those costs that they're laying that revenue on? And, um, you know, we remain at historic cost increases year over year. Um, That's been a real challenge. So they may be bringing in more customers, but at the net end, the amount of labor, food, and rent is is it just off the charts, double digit and more. And so when you do the math, they may have had a great season in revenue and sales, but at the end of the day, they were still running either break even or unprofitable. But for the customers themselves, the people that are dining out, it's also difficult for them because inflation has been hitting everyone in every zone of our pocketbooks, but we still want to spend money going out and having at least that experience. And it seems that the money's well spent. Yeah. So producer prices for restaurants, so what they pay is about 15.1%. Grocery inflation to the consumer is still way outpacing restaurants. So if anyone's been to the grocery store lately, we've all had that. How is my bill $200 when there are seven things in my cart feeling at a restaurant? We're still seeing that investment by the consumer and restaurants are trying to hold prices the best they can. But if you just do the basic math and let's say food is up 15%, labor's up 21% year over year, and rent may up be up north of 20%. When you add those three biggest factors to a restaurant's P&L, you can see very quickly where there isn't a lot of room to move. And so we're seeing that creativity because they know that that loyal consumer is feeling that squeeze too, right? They want to separate from this environment we're all being and living in right now, right? Hard economic times. Um, but that trade-off is becoming so critical that if they do invest in a restaurant, they want to have a great memorable experience. The Texas legislature starts Tuesday. Uh, what are some of the things that you're bringing to the table to shine a spotlight on? Absolutely. So we we want to make sure that legislators understand that restaurants are not out of the COVID-19 pandemic, that a lot of the impact of, you know, as we just discussed, some of those costs 
but as well as regulation and other things that need to be cleaned up um, for restaurants to be successful. We're making that very clear to the legislature. And so I think, you know, Kelsey Stroyfort and I um, lead our efforts here at the association in the Capitol. And I would say we break it out into long and short term. So short of short term are things like regulatory certainty, Right. Look at all the things that happened in the pandemic and let's create and make sure that rules across the state regulations, you know, are fair, they're reasonable, easy to understand. Um, things like swipe fees. It might be new to the listeners, but swipe fees are what a business pays, not just a restaurant, when you swipe your credit card. Today in Texas, if you are charged a swipe fee as a restaurant, you're paying that fee on not only the sale of, say, a hamburger, but you're also paying it on the tax. And that doesn't seem right because, of course, we're taking the tax dollars and giving it back to the city or state. So we have a very big effort. And that's really our ability to try to get some of the cost out of these businesses are things like that, which for $30,000 in fees, that's $2,500 right now that a restaurant's paying back, which they shouldn't have to. So that's one. And then, of course, property tax relief. We've heard all the promises about the budget surplus. I just got the number. It's up to $32.7 billion surplus. We know that residential is up for a healthy, hopefully, property tax reduction. We cannot make restaurants miss that boat, right? Small businesses, commercial has to be included in any type of relief. And I think long-term, it's things like food security. How do we feel strongly restaurants should be part of the food ecosystem in Texas? You know, that's both at the national level to put the SNAP program. Why not let those families or individuals go to a restaurant once a week? Why not put us in that equation to help with some of the food deserts? We're working more with the food banks because we know families are um, are very stressed when it comes to the ability to find food. Um, and so we're also looking at things like employee well-being. I think, you know, employees are the key to our business. They're a key. They deliver the service. And so how can we bring things like Teladoc at an affordable rate to our members and restaurants to ensure all for, you know employees and families have health care? How do we make sure well-being, mental health and wellness is important? And, and invested in. And so there's some long-term things, but I think we feel very strongly about the position we're going into the, to the Capitol and we're looking for another great session. How do you have your voices be heard when there are so many voices that are tugging at state legislators throughout the uh, 120 days of, of a session? How do you get heard? Yeah, I think one of the smartest things we did, and, and I say that humbly, right, is that we took the interim and we actually went out to all 23 chapters of the association that represents every part of Texas. And we sat down with elected officials that cover those areas and our restaurants. And we talked about how things were going. So our agenda is actually built off what is happening and what the need is across the entire state from food truck to multi-unit chain, right? And the legislators being part of that and hearing from their constituents before they arrive has set the stage for us now to come in and say, these are those things. And I would say it comes back to the numbers. We're the second largest private employer in the state of Texas. 11% of those working individuals are in restaurants and food service. It This last year, we just closed out at $87 billion in Texas. That is a behemoth. And we now have over 53,000 locations in our state. And so you think about from a legislative endpoint, we are critical infrastructure to the state. Mm -hmm. Adding a thousand people a day, 
and we are a producer. We're not a taker, right? So for every dollar you spend, more than $2 goes back to the state. Wow. And so we feel like we are just continuing to highlight that year after year. It's going to give us that voice that this is something to have to pay attention to, because just like schools and others, if you don't have the infrastructure to feed, especially the vast number of people coming in, that population growth, yeah, we're, we're, we won't be able to sustain Texas in this kind of growth. So I think that's really how we're going to do it. Emily, every time we chat with you, nine times out of 10, you're on the road. You are going somewhere, you're traveling. And as you just said, you went to every single one of those districts. Um, that is a lot of connection that, um, honestly, to have an industry, somebody in the industry really uh, doing that grassroots uh, work is incredible. What are some of the conversations that you have uh, that have stuck with you the most when you now come to the legislature that you can't wait to share? Yeah, I think most importantly, um, our industry is made up of small businesses. These are less than 50 employees working in the small business. And these folks literally went from being told they couldn't open their doors, you know, three years ago to then taking on massive amounts of debt in order to try to change their business model, being asked to continue to serve because they, without them, we can't feed everyone because 51% of your food dollar as a Texan goes to us. And then we put all sorts of regulations on them to reopen. We had them do lots of expensive things to keep people safe. And then we now are in a recession. Yes or no, pick what your definition of recession is, but we're certainly squeezing consumers. And I think what you have is you have restaurateurs that are very tired. They're committed because they're entrepreneurs. It's their small business. It's their family's business. But some of them are just saying, how much longer can this go on? And so our job as an association is to say, listen, you're important in Lubbock, Texas. You're important in Fort Worth. You're important in Duncanville. Let us try to help create a better landscape for you to be successful. Um, I will say some of the stories are heartbreaking. They've kicked the can down the road a long time. They've tried to make it. They're important to their community. And they're simply just saying, and we see this in Dallas right now, restaurants that are 50, 80, 90 years old that are saying no more. And so I think that's the part that really breaks our hearts as the association is being with them on this journey and now seeing some of them will not make it across the finish line. I think that's very, very painful. And what gives us the energy to go get the things done that they need to continue on. What will you view as a success from this legislative session? And are there topics that could wait till 2025? Well, that's such a good question. I want to say nothing can wait just in case this is soundbited later. And I could say, well, Emily said it wasn't a priority. Um, no, these are, you know, out of a thousand things, these are the ones we want to get done. Um, I think last session we came in with a clear agenda and we signed six bills into law. Um, that was incredibly successful. I think we'll see this success is that coming out of it, if we have an even greater playing field for restaurants to be successful, that will be the measure. And if we have done our job, which is our legislature set up to defeat bills, not actually to pass bills, if we're able to have that you know, hit rate again, where 100% of harmful bills last session, we were able to stop or frankly reshape because maybe there was a, you know, a, an undue consequence to our industry that will be a success for us. And most importantly is that if we continue to have that single voice of everyone coming together and saying, this is what we need, that grassroots that we've been able to really build in the pandemic, um, if that continues to thrive and we keep growing and expanding, that's gonna be a win. A lot of times when there's a need in the community, we tell people to reach out to their um, 
local representative, uh, what would you like our listeners to help you get the message across? Absolutely. Great. Another great question. Um, number one, go to the Facebook page and our social media channels and like them. Because a lot of times we will come out to the consumers and say, hey, listen, they want to close restaurants at 6 p.m. How do you feel about that? So normally we're working just with our operators, but in some cases, having the consumers that rely on these restaurants to have a voice in that is huge. So if they do that, then they'll get those calls to action that we send out, which is simply click here if you want us to email all the legislators that are tied to your area, and we'll tell them all that you care about restaurants. So I think one is go to those pages, look at the Texas Restaurant Association, see what our agenda is. And I would say right now, January is always tough for restaurants. Go visit your local restaurant that independent restaurant that's in your community, find a way to go, even if it's just to buy a soda, buy a coffee, maybe sit down and have a meal, but go see them. Um, every bit matters. And the more you can patronize them and put them into your food equation every week, they're going to be there. We, 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 we really believe it's this next year we have to get through, right? I mean, we just got to get to this next year. Costs will begin to come down, begin to stabilize. And I think we'll be able to, but we just can't lose so many restaurants between now and then. That is Dr. Emily Williams-Knight, President and CEO of the Texas Restaurant Association on today's KRLD Afternoon News. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.